the news is that the competitive set in any industry is much larger because of the internet. Like we've been dealing with it for 20 years now, right? So when I talk about the experience mattering, we're not screwing around. We're not screwing around. We're not screwing around. 90% conversational marketing. Yeah. marketing automation discussion. Hello and welcome to the Marketing Automation Discussion. I'm your host, Alex Glenn, and today I was invited down to Indianapolis to record a very special episode from inside the offices of Lessonly.com. My guest is Kyle Lacey, VP of Marketing and all-around badass marketing executive. What started today as a generic talk quickly turned into a fantastic discussion about maintaining your company culture in your marketing and sales automations. As Kyle and I were going through the sound testing, I hit record because even that content was so valuable. In this episode, we discuss a specific automation entirely new to this podcast, why it's important to ensure your company culture shows through in all of your automated touch points, and of course, what is this golden llama? Now, here's Kyle Lacey. We were doing content in seven countries and nobody read the ebooks we were producing, right? That's just the reality. So what I learned pretty quickly using Google Docs and email was enablement was it. If you're not enabling an internal team on what you're doing, then you're not going to succeed. So we're talking today about sales enablement. We're talking about talent development. We're talking about the creation of high performance teams using content purposed for training. Yeah. And when you... I think the only, only other thing I'll add on there is it's really about empowering your entire team to, to give to the cause where, you know, if you have a competitive lesson and a salesperson's on a call and they realize the competitor has a new feature, they're going to go into Lessonly and update that lesson because they learned something. So it's about building an ecosystem around knowledge because the highest performing teams in the world are built off of knowledge and they change rapidly, right? You cannot change rapidly when you have one person doing training for your company. So, so it's about empowering for the most part. The gamification. And then we're going to actually snowball that into an automation that works to support this, this brand promise of creating the high performance yeah. systems, the, the, the ability to um, run a workforce and talent development with the purpose of, of maintaining that really, really high impact cultural statement. Um, and this works for your company and you can use this automation that we're going to discuss internally and, and uh, modify it and get creative with it. But it's a really cool use case that I found uh, very intriguing, intriguing enough to drive down to Indianapolis from Chicago <laughs> and sit here with drive. Mr. Kyle Lacey. Kyle, before we get too far in the weeds, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, give them the resume. Yeah, for sure. I, so I'm VP of marketing at Lessonly. Uh, Lessonly is a training software. Um, we're about 102 employees in Indianapolis software platform. Uh, previously, I was at Exact Target, email marketing, Salesforce, spent some time at a venture capital firm in Boston, and I've uh, been here for about a year and a half. So my team is focused on pretty much the entire top of the funnel. So I, we have outbound SDRs, inbound SDRs, and marketing brand and demand gen, which we're going to talk about. To go full circle here on the brand, you know, Max started the company to think about high-performing teams and how do you build a company that helps train high-performing teams. And at the very beginning, our vision statement was we help people do better work so that they can live better lives. And what we realized was 
the brand of Lessonly was playing to our advantage in the market. So when we're talking about this automation, which you'll go into, right, well, this is us taking our culture and using it for demand gen, which I think is an extremely powerful thing if you can scale it, which we learned at Exact Target. The culture of Exact Target scaled rapidly and the closest that we had at Exact Target at 300 people scaled up to 3,000 and ultimately was why we were bought for so much at Salesforce because the culture kind of spoke for itself and it was different than everybody else in the market. So replicating that's very important. So this is, yeah, this is big picture stuff. So not only are we talking about marketing automation, about speeding up whatever the enablement, whatever the uh, processes that you want to use for demand gen, for revenue gen, for, in this case, uh, creating high performance team, but scaling the culture with that. So we're not just going to talk about an awesome automation, but we're going to talk about how that automation not only impacts revenue, but impacts the uh, the continuation of the culture at scale, which is obviously, as we all know, one of the best things that you can do for a company is keep that culture that got you the success that you have and keep that as you scale, which yeah. is incredibly hard. And there's companies that build their entire yeah, business and, model. And, I, and I think, I think that it, this could be done at any size company. I don't care if you have three people, a hundred or 2000, I think in today's age, we are experience makers and managers. Like the experience a customer has, whether you are selling a, a birdhouse to 30 people or you're selling a software, the only thing that matters is the experience. So if you can build the experience within your automation, within your, within your marketing strategy, I think that, I think you are differentiating past just your product, which I think is very, very important in today's age where I can go buy a product from anywhere in the world. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So showcase who you are in your marketing and uh, your automations that go around that Yep. and keep stay true to it. So if something seems to be counter brand as you start to develop your marketing campaigns, and this is something that us as you know, high level marketers, we struggle with, of course, every day. It's like you, you know that, yeah, you could maybe inch a few more clicks or, you know, increase the reach of that little bit further if you did this would it be along the same lines as your brand promises that's the question you got to ask and um i think what we find as we we uh, go further in our paths as marketers is that uh, the end result even if you did get that little extra mileage out of the campaign if you weren't true to the brand it's uh, it's not worth yeah, it absolutely. right in, in the end so that's really what we're talking about. You know, automation being automation, we're really trying to create some content today uh, that speaks towards maintaining that culture in, in your automations and uh, in your marketing experiences. So let's do this. If there's any news we can talk about that right now? Well, I, I mean, the news is that the competitive set in any industry is much larger because of the internet. Like we've been dealing with it for 20 years now, right? So when I talk about the experience mattering, like we're not screwing around. It's, it's, you will get, if your experience is bad, whether it's clicking a phone number on a website and whether it works or not to be mobile enabled or your automation is sending the wrong name, they're gonna switch brands. Like I just, it's just, the experience is everything. So whether, whether you are, whatever you're selling, it's how are you making sure that you are um, as focused as possible on the experience. And I think news talks about that all the time. Like we are more, if you, have you ever, I mean, 
you're going to talk to Scott Brinker eventually, right? The MarTech guy. Tomorrow at 2 p.m. Right. So you, you understand the MarTech landscape. There's like 15,000 companies now that you can buy to do the same, practically the same things. How do you differentiate yourself? It's not going to be a feature set. It's going to be how I feel working with you, yeah. right? So, you know, I could give you, yeah. we could give you case studies, but that's, I could talk for an hour. To <laughs> and I'll definitely, uh, if I haven't shown it already in the podcast, I'm going to decide later where to put it, but I'll show um, a little talk from, from Kyle. So you can kind of get a, get a sense of what, what he's up to and what he does and what he speaks towards. Very passionate. And um, I think what we're going to do today, it looks like as this content's developing, we're going to give the listeners uh, a little bit of a MBA and maintaining <laughs> culture in, in your marketing campaigns. Think about, like, think it's, about great. It. it's a great topic. It's something that I think a lot of people don't fully realize is if you shift gears and you go after the shiny object in yeah. marketing and you don't stay with brand, your customers feel it. They sense it and they feel like they're just getting, maybe not duped is the right word, but they feel like they're just getting sent something from someone they don't know. They like to know the brands that they work with and companies that um, do this correctly, they may not have the best product. They may not have um, everything you need as, as a buyer, but you'll stay with them because you feel like you know that company. So that's really what the automation that we're going to discuss today does. And in general, what the premise of today's talk. Yeah. They, they feel like you care because you do. Right. And if, and if your customers believe that you care, nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna get in front of you. I mean, that's, that's the reality. And that's what we're learning here with this automation. I love it. I love it. So let's do this. Let's dive into kind of what the premise is and the automation. Let's talk first about the goal of this automation. So the goal, uh, the goal of this automation is to put our culture in front of our prospects so that they learn about what makes lessonly lessonly and not just another stupid direct mail that you can buy. Like I'm not sending them another mug, right? Or a, I mean, you, there's 50,000 different products you can send, right? With your, with your logo on it. So, uh, do you want me to get into no, that? No, that's, that's what makes Kyle Kyle. So notice how we did not say the goal of this automation is to generate revenue and more <laughs> clicks and uh, Let blah, me be blah, clear blah, though. Blah. Yeah. We definitely I mean, measure whether it generates revenue. Given that's, you know, his job is dependent <laughs> on that. If you set out with that goal, and um, I think I captured this in the very beginning when Kyle and I were talking, but if you set out with the goal of just generating demand and just generating revenue, uh, you will be forced to go towards the activities and the content and the landing page and the copy that does that. And when we're very, very fresh, maybe this is something that you can get away with, but as you grow your brand and as you build a company, a real company, you have to be true to the brand. So Kyle, as Kyle mentioned, the goal of this automation is to make sure that uh, the brand shows through and the culture shows through in the marketing automation processes. And at the end of the day, uh, this uh, automation is purposed for actually pushing a customer from lead, yeah. prospect, whatever the status is in your CRM to designate that they've, they've given interest, they've been involved in some aspect of sales, maybe a demo, maybe a first couple touches, and uh, they have not closed. They have not converted to a buyer. They haven't given you their credit card. They haven't uh, become a customer. 
So that's the premise. That's who we're talking to. Now talk about the tools that you need and you can say specific brand names sure. and then you can say what that tool does for those who aren't familiar with it. So we, so our CRM Salesforce, we trigger all of our direct mail through Salesforce using pfl.com. They used to be called print for printing for less, I think. Uh, and that allows us to build budgets for all of our sales reps so that they can actually trigger direct mail out of their own accounts, uh, out of their user groups or their, um, their account within Salesforce. Um, autopilot is our marketing automation. So autopilot to think of, to put it on in the same competitive realm, they, they compete with Marketo and Pardot. Um, we use autopilot because it's, it, it's much easier to build journeys. Um, within Autopilot Canvas instead of through Pardot or Marketo. Um, for this particular thing, we, we send, which we can get into, but you're going to need spray paint and, uh, and a little figurine, um, which I can, I can explain what that means. But those are, so Salesforce is our CRM, PFL helps us with the direct mail. And I can talk about how we were doing it before that, because I think that you can still do something like this without buying all this software. Um, and then autopilot helps us manage the journey that the prospect's going to. Okay. So uh, we're going to talk about the setup of this automation. So let's just talk about this, the connection of, of the specifically the three between PFL, Salesforce and autopilot. Um, are those connected via API? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Direct connections. Got yeah. It. So you can, you can drag a, what's called a, uh, an icon from autopilot through PFL. So you drag a PFL icon onto the journey. So you know that when a, um, a prospect hits qualified, it triggers that direct mail, um, unless the rep says, I'd rather you not send it, which they can do within Salesforce, but, um, it's, it's all, they're all tied together. So Salesforce is usually where we're reporting on everything, of course, and PFL reporting goes into Salesforce. So, once the direct mail is triggered, the tracking number will actually show up in the account record within Salesforce. So the rep knows that it was delivered. So when it's delivered, the rep can call and say, did you get this golden llama, which we'll get into what it actually is, but. Got it. So that's an internal automation on the back of it. So yeah. it does send out the direct mail piece, yep. in this case, a golden llama. So PFL, PFL, um, uh, they they will send it out from their warehouses. So it's all done outside. We were doing it manually, and what we found was that just took too long. And uh, you just, uh, it, it's a lot of work to try to keep track of all these tracking numbers. And a similar automation is they were sending out rubber duckies to customers that were dodging their calls. They're non-responsive, <laughs> and the rubber ducky can't remember if it had it, the words written on the duck or if it was in a note, but it said, why are you ducking me? And <laughs> yeah, that's the, sales, the sales, that's a great the salesperson's one. name. So same kind of concept. So that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about the uh, triggered direct mail piece with a corresponding internal automation that notifies the salesperson when that direct mail piece has landed so that then they can reach out and have a nice, friendly um, inviting conversation with that lead and hopefully right then and there while their you know, mood is high, they yeah. can push them right into, uh, the closing process. Yeah. And it's, and it's, uh, you know, it, we talked about it being cultural, like it, it, 
for, I don't know when you want to get into what it is. Do you talk about what the piece is since we talked about culture before? What the llama said? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm going to show it. I'm going to show it. Uh, if you're watching the video, I'll show a picture of it. I think Kyle's going to send me some more pictures, but um, you'll see what it is. And um, let's do this. Yeah, right now is a good time to kind of talk about why a golden llama. Yeah, we uh, very early on, and I've, I've only been here for a year and a half, company's five years old, but at the very beginning of the company, somebody randomly brought in a painted picture of a llama in it, and people kept trying to get rid of it, and it kept showing up in the office. So they finally said, Llama's our mascot, named it Ollie. And every quarter we give a golden, like a solid, not real gold, but a golden llama to an employee that exhibits the virtues of the company every quarter. So what we decided to do was let's create a bunch of golden llamas and send them to prospects and say, if you have a team member that exhibits these things, which is the lesson they values, we want you to give this golden llama to them to recognize them. So using that and we've we buy little golden llamas and you'll see pictures of this and we and we've hand spray painted about 800 of them that we've sent out over the last year we're finally getting to the point we're going to start manu actually manufacturing the gold llama because it because i'm going to die probably of just spray paint inhaling spray paint metallic spray paint which is probably even worse than just regular spray paint but um the what's working is that it's not like Usually when you get a direct mail with, after the first conversation, it's something product related or it's saying we help do X for X and everybody does that. everybody like everybody has a case study. And this is just a way for us to say our platform is built to care for your employee. And this is a way you can do that with a part of our culture to you, sending it to you. And it opens up the conversation for our reps in a much easier way than sending a brochure that has product features in it. So what we found was that Golden Llama worked better than any of the other direct mail we were doing because it was different. And we got lucky that llamas are popular right now for some reason. If you've ever been around a llama, they are yeah. Hor horrid, yeah. horrid animals, but they're I, not fun. But they're cool. Yeah. I mean, everybody likes them for Pride Day for some reason. They're adorable. My daughter loves them. And, um, <laughs> Um, step one is actually get the, the, uh, the salesperson that's going to spray paint the llamas to sign the waiver. So you trigger the waiver to go out to all salespeople. They sign the waiver, then you let them spray paint the llamas. And if you decide to spray paint something, make sure you let it sit out for a couple of days and not just box it up right after spray painting. Because when your prospect opens it, they're going to get killed with spray paint smell, which does not help in closing nice deals. Nice stuck to the bottom of the box. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get a golden llama that's half half cardboard, yeah. half llama. Yeah, yes. so, so, we, so we tested it with 100 and it worked. And so we just kept doing it. And finally we were like, we need to automate it. So to get back to the value proposition here, yeah. or well, the value <laughs> content. So when we test direct mail, it's how many we sent out versus how many meetings it's getting, if it's net new or it's pipeline velocity. So if, some, if we have a 50 deals that qualified and we send llamas, are, the, are they, pushing or is it pipeline is pipeline velocity happening are they moving faster than if we hadn't sent the direct mail mm -hmm. so we're still working on the pipeline velocity side of it but we know that the golden llama compared to all of our other direct mail and for the cost our acquisition cost is so much better with the golden llama than it is any other channel both digital and our other direct mail so it's our best performing 
campaign for sure. So to, to put this in more general sense, if you're looking at adding a actual physical sort of product to your marketing automation yeah. to push customers through, you would look at, you'd have to know your pipeline velocity. You'd have to know your time from uh, lead origination to close. customer close, yeah. whatever you call it. You'd have to obviously have that value, that initial customer average value. You'd have to know that. Um, and then you kind of back into uh, the cost of adding a llama. In this case, I think you said maybe five bucks at the end of three, the day. Three, three to five bucks. bucks, yeah. Three to five bucks, negligible. But, you know, if you're an e-commerce product that's trying to sell something, you know, $10 worth, it may not be something that you add. But if, if you are a SaaS company, and I'm thinking of some very specific people that I want to recommend this to, get creative with it, test out products within your price range and run a test, monitor pipeline velocity, uh, pick a good sample size, not five people, but try yeah. to do 50, like you said, um, send them out and see if those 50 uh, speed through the pipeline compared to, a, faster. compared to another 50 that you're running, like do an AB test. Yeah. You know, even even for companies that that don't have are more volume oriented, you still should think about how you build culture into your other automations like uh, Taco from Trello, you know, and MailChimp has the chimp. We use Ollie in, all, in some of our nurture campaigns. Our customer emails come from Ollie. That's a cheap way to do it. And you're still differentiating the culture side of it. Like I guarantee you MailChimp didn't spend a ton of money early on around the chimp but it became part of, of their product and their offering. And it be, it was, per, it's a personification of the brand, which is very, very important. Oh yeah. Love it. And, um, I've, I've, I've experienced this being, you know, being a lead marketer, you, you get gifts from different agencies and it's yeah. always interesting to see who does the better gift and to see who's, who's more creative. I got one over, over a holiday that was a, a flask of Jack Daniels and then a mug that obviously had the agency's name on it. And then it had a, uh, a note that said something really, really uh, quirky and, and intelligent. And um, it, it, it sat on my desk. And, and sure enough, when I got back from Christmas vacation, New Year's, um, I sat there and I saw it and uh, it reminded me of the agency and it, it allowed me to to kind of at least rethink the proposition and sure. possibly get on the phone with one of them. I can't remember what happened, but the point is, um, you know, we've never really talked about the product side of marketing automation and being very creative, not just with the triggers and how the system works, but what exactly you display in that marketing automation besides an email, besides copy, besides a video, how you kind of push your, your brand through yeah. in your marketing collateral yep. and in these automations. And this is a perfect example of how to do it. So we talked about the setup. Uh, I don't think we need to dive any more into that. It's, it's Salesforce, it's pfl.com, um, autopilot or other marketing automation tool autopilot specifically because of their native integration with PFL. So if you have an account with PFL and an account with autopilot, you connect the two and then there's an actual node in autopilot. For yeah. And, and all of it's really, most of it's easy to do now with, with Zapier where you can go to zapier.com and they have a lot of different integrations. You can connect things together, even if they don't have a native integration built in. So I encourage people to go to yeah. Zapier and um, to look at that as well. And yeah, Kyle's promised to actually um, do a tutorial 
to build this automation out in a lessonly um, <laughs> format. We'll have a whole lesson, steps one through 10. I am more than happy if we have people come and become customers, I will build a lesson for them. <laughs> build. So there's going to be a lessonly lesson <laughs> on how to run this marketing automation. And um, any caveats or fine print to leave these people with? Well, other than the, the health risks of spray painting, uh, a lot of figurines, which actually, if you if you were to ever drive by me doing it, it looks weird anyway. Me spray painting a bunch of little llamas out front of our office. But um, the, cab, the the hardest thing to do is figuring out the right way to, to sell the brand without damaging the brand because people can do that. So just make sure that you're being very proactive and thoughtful about what makes you, you as a brand, and then make sure you're not damaging it by, by um, doing more of a car salesmanship in your direct mail than, than being thoughtful. Um, we got lucky that our culture was built from the very beginning and it has scaled with our growth and not a lot of people can say that. So I'm, I, I'm very cognizant that I inherited that as a marketer and my marketing team, but the, the cat, you know, make sure you spend a lot of time thinking about what the right thing is and make sure it's creative. And I'll just end on this. It's not actually in our discussion outline, but we talk a lot about sales and marketing alignment and you're yeah. the VP of marketing. I didn't check the, uh, all of the employees, but I'm sure there's some VP of sales yeah. role here at Lessonly. Yeah, we have a can sales you, there. Can you talk about how this automation may have increased the bond between sales and marketing, or if there were any challenges, uh, whether this was originated on the sales side or whether anything that you can say with regards to sales and marketing alignment with relation to this automation? Uh, I think the hardest part between sales and marketing alignment on automation in general is making sure that you take the human out of the process as much as possible. So whether that's data um, enrichment by the sales rep or it's marketing sending out pieces, the more human that's involved in automation, the harder it's going to be to figure out whether or not it's working. Cause you might have some sales reps that don't fill out the account profile the right way. Data entries off. You might have a marketing person that forgets to send a tracking number to a sales rep. So it really helped us with the, I think process bonds teams. And when you are developing processes between teams, the alignment's just going to be that much stronger. So, no matter what we're doing, whether it's an automation around an event or around a, a prospect or around lesson as a whole, it's, it helps bond any of the teams internally if you're building a process. So this Gold Llama allowed us to build a process around something we love, which helped us with alignment. And I will always say, take the human out of the process as much as possible, which probably is going to lead to Terminator coming back and killing us all, but we'll, we'll deal with that one. I'll, spray paint well, terminator when it comes back <laughs> yeah i have an affinity to automation and um taking the human <laughs> out of the process as you do so just to recap there and where i was kind of getting at is that from a devil's advocate point of view you can imagine as a marketer or even if you're a ceo with a head of marketing and a head of sales and you have this idea hey guys we're going to spray paint a bunch of llamas and we're going to send those out to customers without <laughs> being a marketer without fully understanding the scope of what this looks like as marketers we probably have this in our heads like oh it's just going to be a, a, a tag there yeah. and a, and a sure. notification here and a status update there but to us 
to the VP of sales, all he's thinking is you're going to come in and you're going to pull my marketing team aside and you're going to run this new crazy marketing yeah. campaign and yeah. all it's going to do is kill my bandwidth and cause my salespeople frustration. So that's where oh, we, yeah, we dealt, we dealt with that. So that's where we talked earlier about the test. You should always test things before you roll it out because then you can say, Hey, VP of sales, this worked for three people. I want you to roll it out to the 20 you have. And that's where we, we tested it with a hundred and it worked. So we've sent 800 down to date. Perfect. So Kyle did the test for you. So skip the test. Skip Go the nuts. test. Data. You can never argue data. Go buy a thousand <laughs> llamas today. And um, especially. I guarantee you there's a manufacturer of these figurines that were the only people that buy these figurines from them. And they're probably just having a party up north saying, we sold 800 llamas. It's unbelievable. I love it. Okay. So we'll leave them with this. We've learned a lot today. Um, obviously the main theme here is make sure your brand is intact with yeah. the creation and the implementation and the execution of your marketing automation campaigns this is something we have not unfortunately talked enough about on this podcast but make sure your brand promises are intact throughout that whole marketing automation uh, and go ahead and use this automation in your own way so pick out a product find your costs find your sales velocity find those numbers figure out a good test audience, try this out. If you don't have a stack that can run this sort of automation, check out pfl.com on top of autopilot.com. I think the CRM, you can use Salesforce, but I believe any CRM with custom fields and an API yeah. will work. Yep. Um, and then uh, figure out something that works for you. Try it out. Hopefully it, uh, it does, the, does the deed, uh, keeps your brand in check and also pushes people from the end of the sales process all the way through to a close and makes sales happy, which increases the bond between sales and marketing and everybody's happy and you continue to move forward as a company and grow while keeping your brand in check. So Kyle, I uh, just wanted to say thank you for the time. This has been great. I think we got an amazing podcast recorded and let's leave them with a quick call to action on how to find you if they want to connect with you. And then obviously where they should go to get affiliated with Lesson Life. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're interested in training and enablement, high-performing teams, everything we talked about at the beginning, you can go to Lessonly.com, L-E-S-S-O-N-L-Y. You can also Google it. You can also Google me. There is some guy that has a band named Kyle Lacey that usually ranks above me, which pisses me off. But... That's okay. You can go to KyleAC.com. You can go to LinkedIn, go to Twitter. I'm, I'm open book when it comes to marketing strategy. Yeah. And we'll link to his profile. We'll link to LessonLay.com. We'll link to a YouTube video that shows Kyle in action at a nice talk. And um, hopefully you got some value. If you did, leave a review on iTunes. Check us out on any of the podcast platforms. And we look forward to the next discussion. Take care.